You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. With three seconds left, Kopitar tries to fish it out. Here comes the horn! It's over! It's a sweep for Vegas! The Knights beat the Kings one to nothing. Four straight wins to start their inaugural Stanley Cup playoffs. The Vegas Golden Knights advance. That highlight courtesy of the Vegas Golden Knights radio network. Patrick? I, uh... Using my hockey expertise was convinced that the Kings would get rid of this nonsense of an expansion mm-hmm. team. Uh, no matter how few people, uh, players that uh, teams got to uh, protect, I think it was 11, including two goaltenders, nine skaters. And uh, so they got, you know, they got a better deal than other expansion teams have gotten. But this is ridiculous. They have now... Uh, not only did they they won the division, right? They mm-hmm. won they won the division, which in the NHL or did they finish in second? No, I think they won. Did the they division. win? Okay, yeah, they won the Pacific Division, and when you win a division there, you're beating out seventy. This, these are big divisions, seven or eight teams. This is not like winning a NFL division or an or a baseball division. These are you know this is, you're beating co- a quarter of the league. And now they go and uh, they uh, defeat the uh, Kings 1-0 last night. They be- they've become very defensive in the playoffs, and it's working. And they sweep the Kings. And tonight, the Ducks, I believe, are playing. And the two L.A. teams can end up 0-8 if the Ducks lose to the Sharks that tonight. That would be something. 0-8. They both, made the- they both fought gamely to make the playoffs. But you know who's playing goal for these guys? Is it uh, the Mark Andre Fleury? Yeah. Who was as every time Pittsburgh failed in the postseason, he was the he uh, was the villain. Mm-hmm. I think he did win at least one cup. But uh, anyway, they had a guy named Brian McNabb who scored five goals all. Braden McNabb scored five goals all year. Defenseman gets a goal in the second period, and that's it. Thirty-one shots. So they advance. Meanwhile. Uh, the uh, fighting caps basically stayed alive, but it took two overtimes <laughs> to beat the Blue Jackets, three to two, and it took a weird bounce. I guess uh, a guy named Lars Eller got his uh, got his stick on a puck that bounced off him, and then it bounced off a Columbus defenseman, and the uh, Caps beat the Blue Jackets three to two. So that's now two games to one. But uh, the caps, caps are still up again. And remember, too, Pat, leading into the playoffs, those last couple of regular season games when those couple of teams were jockeying for position and to just qualify for the postseason, the Kings were kind of that sexy pick to be the the low seed that was oh, going to yeah. make some noise because they had the matchup against the Golden Knights and, and they had the pedigree from previous playoff years. And I remember listening to that going, 
Well, they're still going to be a pretty low seed, and then they get bounced in four games. games. And here, to me, is uh, the NBA playoffs have been mildly interesting so far. Indiana beating the Cavs is not my biggest surprise. The Pelicans going out and going winning twice in Portland. Rip City, right? Yeah. Not, that's supposed to be one of the toughest places in the league to play. Especially without Boogie. The Pelicans, they haven't had him for months. Right. They're used to it. But... Uh, uh, Holiday, uh, Drew Holiday is playing fantastic. He got 33 last night. The Pelicans win again in Portland, 111, 102. And, uh, it's, uh, uh, it's Alvin Gentry, their coach, the old guy. He keeps showing up. He's had about nine different teams. He's, uh, you got to look at him as there's a lot of coach of the year candidates in that league, but you got to look at him. He's got this team without Cousins. Everybody said, oh, now that they got Cousins, they can make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They ended up being a five seed. And uh, in the we- in the rugged West, they've played great now for about two months in a row. And uh, they win. Uh, they, be- they beat the Blazers again last night. So now they're up 3-0. And I don't know why it is, but I guess ever since the uh, hurricane uh, Katrina, I find myself rooting for New Orleans teams. Especially in the 9 NFC Championship game? Well, no, not necessarily that one. But but I, it, 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 if you're going to lose to somebody in that fashion, I'm glad it was New Orleans. Absolutely, you know, yes. Right? yes. I mean, that, you're you know, rooting for that city. Yeah, that bone. city, that underdog town. And I was down there last summer, and they have not recovered yet. There's still a lot of problems down there, a lot of economical problems. And... Basket, they could barely afford NBA tickets down there, and to see a team down there. Well, that's why I was going to ask you if that if they support that team well. Because I mean, I know the Saints draw very very well, and you always claim that the the Super Bowl should be played there every single year. Well, at least four out of five. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Because it's you know it's perfect. Now now that Vegas is going to have a team, oh god, we might have to split her up. We might have to have it New Orleans one year and Vegas the next, right? Every other kind of like the Big Ten tournament. Uh, yeah, I mean, because New Orleans is everything the NFL stands for: greed and drunkenness and debauchery and uh, hookers and uh, and you know everything the Super Bowl should be. There's right. not going to be some big task force like we had in the Twin Cities, Bold trying North. to prevent uh, young ladies from coming to town to uh, make some money. Sell their services. I mean, who who gives a damn? Right, it's New Orleans. They're not gonna. They're not gonna clamp down on that kind of fun stuff. No, for goodness. I mean, where else can you walk down a street and have these three hundred year old balconies with uh, uh, young ladies standing up there and uh, and guys screaming at them to show off their you know what's and them the gals area. and they comply yes yeah. yes it's uh, that's what the super bowl is about it should be there all year but uh it's nice to see this uh, going on and and the and the and the brow has been fantastic he's not going to win the mvp because Harden's going to win the MVP, and have, I can't argue with that have they but, paid him or is he gonna is he a, i think he's got two years left. he's got two years left yeah and it's, it's going to be hard to keep him because these guys all want to go hunt championships but uh but, uh, you know, fantastic uh, for that team to uh, accomplish uh, accomplish what it has, leading Portland 2-0. Timberwolves tonight, uh, big underdogs. I haven't looked. I bet they're 10 or 11-point underdogs, even with the close game the other night. And uh, we'll, uh, they, they just have to hope that uh, Houston doesn't make their threes, as they did not make their threes, except for Harden 
in game one if they want to keep it close. If Houston comes out and they're making their threes, then she's... It's going to be a long night for the uh, local not boys. Gonna, not going to work out. They're just, and there's a, there's a lot of uh, analyzing that's done as to what the problem is here. The problem is Houston's better than they are. Yes. That's the problem. The real problem here is Houston's 15 points better than the what was the uh, What was the phrase I heard you uttering earlier today with James Harden and his extended uh, walk to the... the uh, oh, what, did, what Judd had it the other day. They call it the... the perf- it was like the a performance. The, the, the gathering, gathering step. step. The gathering step. They're gathering. So it's not traveling because it's part of the dribble. <laughs> so then you can like use three pivot feet. Okay. You know, boom, boom, boom. And there's no sense. I called up Curry today and said... I was going to get Curry on, and I said, okay, can you explain the college officiating compared? Because we're all confused. Mm-hmm. He says, no more confused than I am. I can't help you. I don't <laughs> He's know. An official. He says, I don't know what the NBA de- description of traveling is. He said, I don't know. I'm a, he says, it's a point of emphasis in college basketball to not allow them to use two pivot feet. And in the NBA, they say, it's the gathering step, so they're they're gathering, so it's not traveling. So, ah, so there's the way go. that goes. All right, we uh, shall return. This is the, and we're going to have the sports person of the day. This is traffic and weather. Let's check traffic now. The ride with Roycey. Excuses forecast traffic and weather together. Let's do it. Sponsored by Count Temps, we still have a very grim pocket of slow rolling torment on northbound 494. It's basically between County 6 and 49th. It's due to this incident blocking the right lane up there. Planned for 25 to 30 minutes, 394 to 94. And now northbound 169 is equally lame. Don't bother with it as an alternate. 25 to 30 minutes, 494 to 394. 20 more up to 94. Even northbound 100 is unpleasant. A 45-minute drive from the Strip up to 694. Demand for top talent is at an all-time high. Account temps can help you find highly skilled temporary accounting and finance professionals who fit your needs and hit the ground running. Account temps, a Robert Half Company. Clear in 28 tonight. It's 38 now. So taking the ride with Roycey. On 1500 ESPN. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. You allow yourself to think about what it would be like to bring the Stanley Cup to Winnipeg. Every day. Wake up every morning and that's you get to the rink and that's what you think about. Had a golden opportunity in Boston, got traded from a team that won a Stanley Cup. Um... What an eye-opening experience that was. You're right there on the cusp of a championship-quality team and, and now, you know, made the playoffs once in, in seven years and haven't won a playoff game. It hits home, you know. Uh, you don't get these opportunities all the time. We have a team that has the makings of a team that could make some noise in the playoffs. Once you make the playoffs, anything can happen. That is uh, Blake Wheeler. He is today's sports person of the day. Uh, Plymouth, Minnesota was his birth date, uh, birthplace, but he grew up in Robbinsdale, played for Breck, uh, August 31st, 1986. So he's 31 years uh, old right now, and he has made quite a home up in Winnipeg. He came up there with the Atlanta Thrashers, as he was saying in that little soundbite there. 
he uh, got traded by the Bruins at the trading deadline in 2010-11 to uh, uh, Atlanta, and uh, the Bruins won the cup. Meanwhile, while the Bruins were winning the cup, the Thrashers were moving to Winnipeg. He went up to Winnipeg and has really made it home. Uh, his wife, Sam, I was looking up her uh, bio, and she's the head of their True North Youth Foundation and exceedingly active in the community, both of them. Uh, he's quite the hero up there. Is she a local gal, too? The uh, Dinah gal. Yeah. I met her at the University of Minnesota, by all accounts. She was going there, and so... And anyway, Jess Myers is here with us. Now, what is inter- a couple of things interesting to me about uh, Blake Wheeler. He did not, rather than play his senior at his junior year at Breck, he had 50 goals or something, and they, yep. they won, a state uh, title. won the state title. And that made him a number the number five overall draft choice of the Phoenix Coyotes. Was that at the time the highest a Minnesota kid had been? Was that before Eric Johnson? That was, uh, I think, a year before Eric Johnson, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, it, it, Blake told me a story one time. He said, one week I'm in the Breck cafeteria having lunch. A week later I'm at a steakhouse with Wayne Gretzky <laughs> in Charlotte after Raleigh or whatever the draft was after he makes me the you know number five overall pick. Quite a culture shock for yeah, him. Yeah, and he went to the USHL, uh, played one year in Green Bay, and then three years with the Gophers, and uh, never, uh, he had 9 and 14 the first year. That certainly wasn't what people were expecting. Then 18 and 20 and 15 and 20. His last two years were pretty good, but what, what was the review of his Gophers career? Underachieving. They, you know, he was, he was, because you know, of the team or himself or what being that high a draft pick, you know, he was supposed to be the marquee player of that. Oh, yes. five, oh, six freshman class. And then of course, after he had already committed, then Phil Kessel decides to yeah. come in and kind of sucked all the air out of the room as far as, you know, the highly touted rookies. But, uh, he was smart. He waited it out. He waited till he became a free agent. Phoenix didn't sign him. He winds up going to Boston. Had a nice career. Why there. did he not want to go to Phoenix? Uh, did he think he was optimum? I mean, they're so they let a number five overall pick walk away. How stupid! And keep in are mind you? that's that's in that era when Phoenix was owned by the league, and yeah, you know there right. was all that talk that they were going to move imminently to mm-hmm. to wherever. Granted, that talk hasn't really gone away twelve years later. But uh, no, he he was smart. He wound up uh, having a good career in Boston, like he said. Got traded away from oh. that Bruins team that wound up winning the Stanley Cup in two thousand eleven. What's amazing though is he walked right into the Bruins lineup. Yes, yeah, he mean, did. That was a good team. I mean, he he did not play in the man. He's never really played a minor league game. He no. played in the uh, you know in in um, Munich during the uh, lockout, but uh, he's plus, never played a minor league. Plus, game. the thing I love about him, he proved it again this winter. Only visiting NHL player ever to do the skull cheer on the bench during a game <laughs> while he's playing the Wild. That was cool. That yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah. And and he talked about the year he played. You know, huge Vikings fan. The year he played in the USHL, of course, he gets sent to Green Bay and has yeah. to live, live I in did, Packer country. I did a, uh, I've talked to him a little bit after the game and did a column for him. They've already posted it, as a matter of fact. But it, it's, it, you know what question we always ask a Minnesota guy? Does it mean more that you won? <laughs> does, what's it mean to win your first playoff game in Minnesota? And he he shrugged and said, this is for Winnipeg, you know, because he's sure. become such a part of the Winnipeg. And plus, he's played down here 50 games, probably, or I don't know how many right. games. Right, But The, the novelty's uh, worn off. He has become such a uh, community guy up there that it's amazing. I I ran across, when I was looking some stuff up, I, I ran across a little video of him 
that somebody posted with uh, an outline with us of his two kids when he scores a shootout goal against Calgary this year, and they little tiny kids. You know, the the boy looks like he might be four maximum, sure. and the girl's younger than that, and these two kids just freak out. And <laughs> you can hear mom in the background. That but, video's uh, on the Ride with Roy C. show page. I posted that earlier good. today. Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah, two yeah. little kids. Louie and Lenny. Louie and Lenny <laughs> are their uh, Lenny. The girl is L-E-N-I, so okay. I'm not sure how we're pronouncing that, but uh, two little kids. But uh, it's, uh, you know, he's uh, he's turned into a hell of a player. I, when he, Here we go. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that kid isn't even four, is he? No, Boy, God, he's three. younger than my six-year-old. Yeah, yeah. He's three. Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, they're Fantastic. Pretty, they're pretty happy. But uh, turned out when I was going to say that, but I'm not exactly the, the Mr. Gopher Hockey but he wasn't what he was supposed to be, and I think I, I think a lot of people might be surprised about how good an NHL career he's had, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you look at him; all the tools, obviously, he's got the oh, size, he's got the yeah. hands. You know, yeah. and always had good speed. Uh, been a guy that teams can use on the shootout because he's got those kind of moves in close, despite his size. Um, so yeah, he's he's found a great career for himself in the NHL. Yes, and uh, the, of course, uh, the great line we know is when his his freshman year at the U, when they brought in Kessel at the same time, mm-hmm. uh, the joke was that. They were going to tell Gino Geyer, hey, we're going to put you in the middle between those two guys. Just try and keep up and keep your stick on the ice, okay? Just don't, just don't get in the way. Did they play on the same line? Yeah. Him, they, him and Wheeler? For a while, yeah. Kessel? Yeah. yeah. They, 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 had him, uh, they had him paired up for a little while, at least. Uh, this guy's got a little more personality than uh, Phil does. A little more fun. Yeah. Phil's. Phil's. Yeah. Now, I don't know. Phil, got, Phil says some weird stuff once in a while. Phil just seems angry all the well, time. I know. You know? But I, mean, I, I remember going over there trying to write a column on him and finally just putting my notebook in my back pocket and yeah. saying, ah, thanks, Phil. We'll, was, we'll, we'll, we'll interview the teammates. We'll see what they have <laughs> yeah, to say about Phil. We'll We're see. not going to rely on no, first-person quotes. And, and what was interesting about the Kessels is was Amanda was like the outgoing sweetheart yep. of all time and this guy was a grumpy guy Phil, Phil the trouble was you know he spent all that time with the Toronto media and that's not an easy place for an overweight American kid you to know play. what was interesting when Lucia left there was a quote from him about very positive quote about his experience in Minnesota yep. and, he, and he rather than say well I didn't get developed to my ultimate Ability. He Two years ago Donna, or so, when he gave Donna, yeah, a nice little bouquet. When City Pages did the big hit piece, you know, maybe two years ago on Lucia, yeah. I, I, the Jets were in town that night, and I interviewed Wheeler and said, "What do you think about it?" He said, "I wouldn't be in the NHL without Don Lucia." I mean, so you know, uh-huh. had had great things to say about the program as well. Yeah, and I don't think he was, uh, you know, BSing people either. Yeah, but he doesn't yep. seem like a BSing kind of guy. But uh, uh, yeah, I, you know, it's kind of nice to see a guy go up. That that town has got seven hundred and eighty thousand in the metro area the only thing smaller is green bay and i'm sure a lot of guys go up there and say boy i can't wait to get the hell out of here <laughs> and and he hasn't been that way he's adopted it and yep. they've adopted him and uh and they got a pretty good club they're yeah. gonna have to do it without morrissey though i think yeah i think so yeah, and i don't I think know. tyler myers is coming back we, anytime soon either we, that we haven't, kind of bad. we haven't heard uh we haven't yeah heard we're all it. we're all waiting to hear from the nhl what the what the <laughs> Yeah. When, hey, uh, hey, you know, we we've ranted on this forever, but yeah. what a joke of a league. Come on. You know, you don't make the call on the ice, but now you're gonna have supplementary discipline on a guy. I mean, you know, yeah. you're you're admitting our refs are that bad yes. that we have to go back and look at the tape. I and, can't believe that they saw it. I don't know how they didn't see it because yeah. it was not in traffic. 
but I can't believe front it. of the net. You know, yeah, you'd think that's where your eyes I would can't be focused. Believe. Now, I think Boudreaux's. There's only two theories. They didn't want to make it five on three. Yep. But they had no idea how grievous it was. I don't think either. Unless, but Stall, Stall wasn't laid out on a dive. He was laid out. A couple people posted a, a video from about two weeks ago of uh, Pasternak from Boston getting absolutely dynamited from behind by Morrissey in a game in Winnipeg. And we're saying, mm. I'm sure that was an accident, too. He probably yes. didn't mean that one. Yeah, either, well, you know, and like, that's, I was telling uh, I was telling Chris this earlier. I love hockey locker rooms because, oh, Josh isn't that kind of guy. And I right. didn't really see it. I, I don't know what I happened. I had a bad angle. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> Nobody ever admits this. Nobody ever admits to saying, "Man, that wasn't good." I, I don't know what our chances are here of keeping him, uh, but uh, that'll that'll give the wild. Nobody up. nobody claimed Matt Cook wasn't that kind of guy a couple no, years ago. No, 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 that's <laughs> when, true. When he went well, after the there were some people when when he kicked the skate out from underneath the guy. Yeah, yep. there were some wild guys trying to say uh, blah blah blah. Hey, uh, now uh, we're going to get into some serious hockey talk with the hockey half hour. Uh, but Blake Wheeler, congratulations. Even if you don't win the cup, you are the sports person of the day. You're on the ride with Royce. Guys, where are we? On 1500 ESPN. And live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios, this portion of the Ride with the Royce today is brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores, proud sponsors of the Beer Show Thursday nights on 1500 ESPN. Give us 30 minutes and we'll give you everything pucks. What is uh, slashing? Slashing is like that. <laughs> Jess Myers now joins the Ride with Royce right for this edition of the Hockey Half Hour. All right, the, uh, there's no audience. I've said this. I actually wrote a little post-game blog about how much the their fans, the people that show up at the games, love the Wild. There's a, there's a relationship between the Wild fans and the team that we've never had in this town, any, any sports team in town that has lasted this long and is this loyal, okay? Okay. They really, more so than the Vikings. The Viking fans go up and down, and they... They hate them, and and the the wild fans are like family member. They feel like they're these guys are their pals, you know. Even if they don't know them, that's my theory. Viking okay. fans, they go up and down. I I I am much more astounded that this team. Now I would argue the North Star fans were that way, but then we lost no, them I, for a good five years. There was yeah, nobody yeah, well, going. To the there was nobody games, going right? to the games. Yeah, yeah there, there's no comparison. A, their arena's bigger. B, even in the heyday, they weren't automatic sellouts. No, they weren't. You know, on a Wednesday night, you could get tickets unless the Canadians were in town or yeah. something like that. Blackhawks for a while there. North yeah. Stars were never close to this, as far as the loyalty. I am much more amazed that. They sell out 41 hockey games a year now for six straight years, basically, uh, and did it earlier. But that was the the newness. Okay, this is now the second generation of constant sellouts, and it's gone on for six years. Sure. 106% of capacity last night. And I'm much more surprised by that than the Vikings selling out eight football games. Okay, I'm much more impressed by that than the Vikings selling out eight football games a year. And 
So I guess the point I'm making is still there. It is interesting. I was reading some comments at the Star Tribune today. And the non-ticket buyers, the non-families from Woodbury, they love to savage them. Because it's newspaper commenters, and you know, eighty percent of them are jackasses. They skew negative. Yeah, yeah, they yes. skew negative. They're uh, they're the lowest form of human life, basically. Uh, but I mean, how you can I I can savage people with the best of them, believe it or not. But you have a you've history lost, established. You're walking into the game last night, and you find out you don't have Parisi, who's been playing great, to go with no suitor. How anybody can somehow blame Chuck Fletcher for last night's <laughs> loss? You're an idiot. Okay, right? I agree. Yeah, I, I mean, mean but, I it. but they keep showing up, and, and, and yes, but these are not the those commenters haven't spent five dollars to a game for a game. No, I mean that that's no. the crowd that shows up. I don't think is got that attitude. That, oh, how come we don't beat these guys? Here's what amazes me, too. At about 3 o'clock yesterday, the Wild send out a, you know, you get a text message. They yeah. got tickets available, 198 bucks a piece, some lower-level tickets. $198, last minute, and they're selling them. <laughs> oh, yeah. People are snapping them up. Yes. They, uh, you know, yeah. you're, you're, you still got walk-up sales at this point where, where people are, yeah, let's throw down, you know, 200 bucks a ticket to go see... What's yeah. left of this and, lineup? And I expected last night to see more Winnipeg people. There were probably 1,500 in there, 1,000, yep. 1,500. Not as many, uh, maybe because it's a weeknight. You well, know, you look, they they're all wearing been, white. Even yeah. even here, they show up yeah. wearing white. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Their, that's their thing. But the, uh, the weeknight. But, uh, I mean, sometimes you say uh, injuries aren't an excuse. In this case, injuries are an excuse. Yeah. Yeah, what you did, what you the the big move you made in 2012, where yeah. you where you went out and got the two biggest names available, yes. they're gone now. Yes, they're <laughs> both, not playing. Both of them are on the shelf. All 98 million dollar contracts and that whole thing. And, and still, and, and, and I just told Chris that if this was one of those periods where Parisi scored three goals in 20 games. And you thought, eh, you know. But, he's, but he was scoring a goal tonight. Goal a game in this yeah. series, yeah. And, 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 was, and for the last six weeks. And was, by all accounts, way. kind of taking the the uh, the team on his back. Now, that turned out to be boring hockey last night oh. just because Winnipeg was so good at clearing out everything anywhere near everything the net. Everything on the side. Everything, they kept everything yeah. wide. Too. Everything was along the, the board. third period, I had no idea, and I asked Wheeler about this, and he said they can do this, but... I had no idea that they were capable of that shut down, protect a one goal lead defense that they showed in the third period. That nobody likes to see, but no. oh, it's, it's effective. You know? It's unwatchable. Yeah. And did uh, did the Wild throw a little of that neutral zone stuff back at them too, a last night? Because yep. it looked to me like nobody completed two passes in a row for I minutes to, at a time. I had to walk into the locker room in the Jets locker room after Game Three and and see the nameplate on his on his dressing room stall before I remembered Paul Stastny was on this Jets team. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, you talk about guys for the wild not showing up. They have completely shut down Stastny and he was supposed to be their big, you know, draft day acquisition yeah. or rental player. He to, got a goal up. Uh, he, uh, kind of like a guy blocking a guy off the boards. He got a goal against, uh, one of the young defensemen. I can't yeah. remember which uh, one. Prosser, maybe or something. Yeah, like no, that. I don't know who it was. Yeah. One of the uh, maybe Susie. I don't. I don't know or Greenway. I'm not sure. He was not a defenseman. But uh, okay. But the Fletcher 
uh, bashing, which people like to do more than, uh, you know, any ripping anybody else. The fact that uh, Halla and uh, uh, Top Alex have, Tuck, both, yeah. have both done well in uh, Las Vegas, Halla has 29 goals. Uh, they they uh, also lost Scandella. They did this to protect the two defensemen, Dumba and Brodeen. Was it a good decision, well, or keep should have they let one of those guys go to Vegas and kept uh, Holland Tuck? We were prepared all last year. Judd and I talked about yeah. this ad nauseum. You were going to lose one of those two guys. It, it was just Dumber a, or Brodeen. The debate was: Were you going to lose Dumba? Were you going to lose Brodine? And which one should you lose? You know, mm-hmm. which should you let? Dumba go with all of his offensive upside because he makes dumb defensive mistakes, or should you let Brodine go, who's rock solid defensively but never does anything on offense? And then all of a sudden, at the last minute, it's like, oh, well, we can get rid of Halla and we can lose Alex Tuck, which was a big loss. I mean, they really liked him. They they spent highly on to, to get Alex Tuck in here. Scandella, they were fine with losing. I don't think you know he, they had given him a big contract and he wasn't living up to it. Um, in retrospect, you know, I know he likes what he's got. Now, here's what I'm interested to know four or five days from now, assuming this series is over. I don't see him coming back from 3-1 down. Chuck Fletcher, we hear every year, I like the team we have. I like the team we have. I like the team we have. Are we going to say that this year? Or are we going to finally make some moves that, you know, are going to get some guys out of here and get some new blood in here? You know, is Charlie Coyle going to survive another playoff series like this where he just has not stepped up and just has not made his presence known? That's going to be where the heat falls on Chuck Fletcher, I think. Uh, yeah, and I was listening to Micheletti in the postgame show, and uh, uh, the Wait, somebody, Now, which Micheletti? Because there's like yeah, five of them now doing the games. Pat, Pat the Brat. <laughs> of, of all the Michelettis, he's my favorite. I like all the Michelettis, but he's my favorite. Sure. But somebody... Called in and said, Charlie Coyle's got to go. And Pat wanted to say that, but it was the wild post game show and there's still a game to go. And he didn't say it. But Charlie's, I think, the, uh, of that young nucleus that's not so young anymore, right. he seems to be the most likely to get out of that, here. That quickly aging nucleus. that yeah. we, we, All those young guys we were talking about five years ago who aren't quite as young now. But yeah. And, you know, this is a team that they show off the fact that. Anaheim, Pittsburgh, Minnesota are the only teams that make the playoffs the last six years in a row. Yes. That's great. Wild have won two playoff series. Pittsburgh's won two cups. <laughs> a little bit of different different yes. standard for them. Um, you know, Anaheim's about to get swept out this year. So, you know, maybe that core is beyond their prime yes. as well. But Anaheim's the type of team that has acknowledged, okay, change has got to be made. We've got to shuffle the deck chairs here. Whereas Fletcher seems to be kind of coming back with the same core nucleus, the same top two lines every year, and you wonder if he's going to be able to do that again. Uh, you know, the old because it's the cup uh, attitude that the FSN mantra, yeah. and everybody wanted to sell us, it hasn't been there this year. That the, the, the community hasn't been, you know, first of all, they got swept. You know, actually, they got swept at home, and yep. people were still fired up. I think it's Suter. I think when Suter got hurt, they decided, well, this is not going to get us where we hoped to go. You yeah. Know, so, and if there was any vestige of hope, I think with Parisi yeah, going out, yeah, that, that's. That I is, guess I think it's. I don't think it's 
uh, oh, we're we're down on the wild as a unit anymore. I think we're just depressed that they lost the the the, the bulk of fans are just depressed they lost Suter and Parisi, and that this is not going to come to anything. So you think that kicked in when we lost Suter, and not? Well, I think it kicked in around Christmas, Patrick. I've seen that malaise all winter from the fans. Yeah, where the cup isn't even mentioned. There's no no shot at the cup this year. Well, but I, I, love, I think they would have gotten jacked if Suter'd still be playing. They're going to end up with they were going to have a hundred and some points. You know, yeah. they had a pretty good year. Yeah, I, I love what you're saying about the fans in the building, though. I, I think you hit it right on the head. That's exactly what's happening. Okay. All right, we shall return. Ride with Royce. Time for the traffic. Just check the weather briefly. Traffic and weather together. The snub. This one's sponsored by Concordia University. Now that the rush is almost over, the hot shot repair dudes have shown up at the incident on northbound 494, uh, north of 49th there in the, on the Maple Grove border. They, they are actually making progress. But unfortunately, traffic continues to jam on, nor, uh, on northbound 494 at County 6. It runs about 20, 25 minutes up to the Fish Lake split. Both directions of 394 seeing slow and gold malfeasance between 100 and 94. And westbound 94 slowing at Dowling. It's due to a just-cleared wreck we had prior to the Brooklyn Center curve. Everything's open there. Get on track to a successful business career with Concordia University St. Paul. Learn online or on campus. You can learn more about their business degrees at online.csp.edu. Clear in 28 tonight, sunny 46 tomorrow, 38 now. Avoid distracted driving. Keep your full attention on the ride with Roycey. I gotta admit, this is for uh, a certain taste. You're just gonna have to put up with it. 1500 ESPN. Getting you caught up on the week in pucks. It's the Hockey Half Hour with Jess Myers. Combination that requires the highest level of conditioning, speed, creativity. On the ride with Roycey. So apparently, Tom Reed's Hockey Pub had a. Did you hear about this? Had a I dis- retweeted it. I, had a display stolen yep. on April 13th. It's what? World Junior Hockey Medals. Pin, pins from the World pins. Junior Tournament. Yeah. Okay. And whose pins? Just various. I'm, I'm thinking it's like okay. the collector. And there pins. was some other things in the yep, display, yep. too. Some guy, it's two guys, and they, they have them on video a Parisi jersey, a coil jersey, and a woman with them. Yep. Uh, they have been returned. They have. I saw that. They have been returned. The power of social media, yes, right the there. Social don't, media. Don't be messing with Tom, Tom Reed. Tom Reed's hockey pub basically sent out a notice saying uh, we're going to release this to the police if you do not return the property. And it was all over Facebook and, and Twitter. And somebody I mean, walked in. I, I was not aware of this. I uh, did not see all those tweets about uh, Tom Reed's. Uh, with with the frozen four in town and now the NHL playoffs, Tom's has been a busy place. So yes, a lot, a lot but, of people have been in and out of there. But as I said to him last night as we were riding down the elevator together, and I said, don't worry, Tom. This didn't cost you over a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Not much more than that. Dad. You you didn't want to have a Sunday night game here anyway, did you? Is yeah. that when they were going to play? Yeah, Sunday? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Game six. So anyway, good. Well, they could still, you know, while well, yeah, on the road could. and, and, and stay alive last year. He's not going to play. They're going to be missed two defensemen, and uh, yeah, they could win. But this is this is a lot better team than St. Louis last year. The other big think? news in St. Paul today. 
Governor Dayton declaring it UMD Bulldogs Championship Day. I'm in favor uh, of that. The pairwise miracles of pairwise (laughs) math. The miracles of math. The miracles of math. Fantastic. So Coach Sandlin and and their athletic director, Josh Burlow, were at the state capitol with the trophy. They were on the house floor with... uh, the majority leader, Joyce Pepin, who's a UMD alum, yes. uh, introducing him to the crowd. And, now, uh, I got a question. Did uh-huh. did Sandalin or the UMD Bulldogs get a chance to say, let's play hockey yet? No. Moscow got they a chance. They had Moscow there so last night. So are we being... Uh, uh, this, so this isn't the state of hockey. Well, this is the metro area of hockey. Is that what the Wild are telling us? I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're yeah, sending they a message yeah. there. I right? mean, Sandalin won this national championship. Shouldn't they be there saying, "Let's play hockey"? And as much as I love Moscow. I got to go with UMD first, right? Great interview with Motsko last night, by the way. They asked him about the transition and everything. He said, I haven't even said goodbye to people in St. Cloud yet. <laughs> seems a little overwhelmed by the whole thing. Well, deal, he's got to figure out who of those 23 commits he wants. They got sixth graders committing to the Gophers. They don't know if they want them. Okay, tell me about uh, Brett Larson, who's the uh, new coach at St. Cloud. You know what's amazing about this? In 2011, when UMD won the national championship the first time, he was the assistant at the, at the for the Bulldogs at that time. Now, if you'll remember, right away after they won the national championship, Scott Sandlin is out at Penn State interviewing for the job there, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of rumor that he was going to take the Penn State job. His wife is an alum. He oh, has really? Con- he has connections to the area. He met her when he was playing for the Hershey Bears out in, uh, out in Pennsylvania. Turns out he didn't take the job. He came back to UMD. But the talk at that time is that Larson was going to be the next UMD coach, that he was the next in line. So seven years later and another national championship under his belt, uh, it, it seemed like the right time for him to, to be a head coach. And he takes over a pretty good Huskies program, too. He's a, a very vibrant recruiter, too, right? Absolutely. Okay, and he was, uh, Where's he, his background? Who did he play for? He, he played at Duluth-Denfeld, and then he played for UMD okay. back uh, back in 93, the last time they won a WCHA title. How under, old are they at? 40? Looks 40. Eh, 45, I want to okay. say. All right. Right, right in that range uh you know bald headed so kind of deceptive uh but a, a very active recruiter like you said he spent i think three or four years at ohio state he was their top recruiter kind of joked with me heading into the frozen four this year they wound up playing ohio state he said i feel so bad that i did such a great job recruiting all these guys because now i gotta play them but they, they a found personable a personable guy yeah really, be, re- great guy and and you know a minnesota guy through and through grew up here coached in the ushl so he knows that lead. You think very he'll well. be a little more tense than Moscow? Moscow really ran. Uh, I was talking to Mick Hatton, he said he really ran an informal program yeah. up there. I mean, you could you know walk in and talk and uh, what is this guy going to be a same kind of guy? A little, little more buttoned down, I think. Okay. A little, little, a little tighter. He'd he'd run the hockey camp up at UMD for years too. So you know knows a lot of young kids and uh, you know he'll he'll have a good time uh, there. And and again, you know, defending NCHC champions and you know a number one seed in the NCAA tournament this year. So he's not taking over a bad club. Now, even though this is the win, I got to point this out. Even though the Winnipeg Jets uh, won their, have won their first playoff games in the uh, seven years that they've been there this year, and they'd only been in once before and lost all four. And the uh, Atlanta Thrashers were only four as well. Four so, also. Yep. Uh, this is not new to the Winnipeg. The Winnipeg they won three Avco Cups. In the WHA, including the last two. And I looked up the Stanley Cup. The Winnipeg Victorias <laughs> won it in 18, <laughs> 1902, and then they won it uh, 
twice in two months in uh, 1896. They won it in February and in March. So they've done this before. Back when it was like a challenge. You know? yes, like if you had the, the cup, somebody could call cup, you up yes. and say, we're going to come there, we're going to the play you. But they were the challenge champs in 19, as recently as 1902, Winnipeg was and, in And possession. me being a Warroad kid, I always like to point out, 1907, the Stanley Cup actually came to Lake of the Woods. The Kenora Thistles. Oh, we're your really? Stanley Cup champions, 1907. Yeah, yeah. right. 111 uh, years ago. Yes, now, so, so uh, Winnipeg's <laughs> been through this before. Now we're going to have a hard time finding someone in Winnipeg who remembers that 1902 yeah. challenge, probably. Brian but Murphy yeah. managed to dig up a guy from that Granite Falls team that was in the 1945 State <laughs> Hockey Tournament. <laughs> so, so I think anything's, anything's possible. possible. All right, we'll be back. This is the ride with Royce. I see it as a car crash. I'm rubbernecking. On 1500 ESPN. You know, I got to say, it's too bad Jed Zogod is a media guy because he would be a fantastic, crazed hockey fan. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's certifiable. Yeah. He's certifiable. He would paint his chest, wouldn't he? You mentioned oh, yeah. the Capitals, by the way. I've, I've come to call them the Hockey Vikings. Yes, because, they are. Because they are always really good and fun to watch and then just let yeah, you down. That's in the true. Who are we got in the great outdoor show? Which We're going to talk about the great spring blizzard and how it screwed Ooh, everything up. Good, or, man. Yeah. And there's more snow in southwest Minnesota than there is here. Yeah, can't be good for the pheasants. And the uh, suddenly the fishing opener looks like you might be ice fishing on, on May, whatever it is, for uh, for the fishing opener. Yeah. Too, so. yeah, We're going to talk about that with some folks from the DNR. Yeah. We haven't, uh, what, 83 is the last time it was this bad? Is that what they're saying? Or I guess, uh, yeah, 83 we've in had, the spring. We've had fishing openers with ice more recently no, than that. I mean, but April not, blizzards yeah. are going to wipe out wildlife. Uh, I'm very worried about the pheasants. There weren't that many to start with, but... Uh, there's nothing they can do about this, man. No, it's just They're, weather, you know. And, yeah. and uh, you know, people are digging out. And it sounds like we're going to get some 60s here. So I think it'll melt pretty quickly. But, you know, the spring sports schedules have played havoc with that. You no know, kidding. Try and get a baseball or a lacrosse game in right now, too. So well, you got a major league on. baseball team that's played 12 games in 21 days. And uh, should be well rested. Hopefully they're going to play tonight in Puerto Rico. Even though the rest of the island is in darkness, we have generators at the baseball park. So, uh, all right, Reavers, we'll do this tomorrow. And then you'll prepare for your trip to Winnipeg. The voyage will take place Friday morning. You rock it. All right, we'll be back. Tell me you will try to slip away somehow. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.